Hi everyone, it's John Hagedorn, and this is 1001 Stories for the Road. We're a proud part of the 1001 Stories Network, and we like to think of ourselves as caffeine for the curious. Like a lot of kids, George had a dream. He was born February 6th, 1895 in a tiny row house in Baltimore in a section they called Pigtown. His parents were hard workers, and George was a big, unruly kid who was constantly getting into mischief. So when he was seven years old, they made the tough decision to straighten him out by sending him to St. Mary's Industrial School for Boys, which was a no-nonsense working boot camp for boys who had gotten out of line one way or another. The objective was to teach him a trade he could use to become a working member of society. St. Mary's School was a world apart from his former surroundings. The school was run by the Zaverian Brothers, a brotherhood of laymen who take religious vows, but they're not ordained. It was part orphanage, part trade school, and even part reform school. The rules were strict, and the brothers enforced discipline. They also taught vocations to their students and encouraged participation in sports. It was at St. Mary's where George was introduced to two of the most important influences in his life. His mentor, Brother Matthias, and his key to the future, George's dream, playing professional baseball. Brother Matthias was one of the brothers at St. Mary's who quickly took a liking to George. Brother Matthias was one of the school's disciplinarians, yet he was the closest thing to a father figure for George while he was living at St. Mary's. Brother Matthias was stern, but kind. Most importantly, he was George Jr.'s primary source for attention and confidence while growing up in the orphanage. St. Mary's had multiple baseball leagues broken out by age groups, and George Jr. was instantly drawn to the game. Several of the monks, including Brother Gilbert, taught George the finer points of baseball, although Brother Matthias was his first and favorite instructor of the game. George later attributed his good fielding abilities to Matthias, who worked frequently with him, playing catch and hitting lobs and fungos to George. The two of them worked for hours at a time, honing George's skills. Matthias can also be attributed to turning George into a pitcher. It was said that one day, George was teasing his team's pitcher when this pitcher was having a bad day at the mound. Brother Matthias responded by putting George into the game as a reliever for the teammate that he had just been taunting. George went in and pitched a great game. After that, he quickly became a regular pitcher. It was as a pitcher that George was first discovered by a professional baseball team in 1914. Jack Dunn was the owner of the minor league Baltimore Orioles and was considered by many to be a good scout for promising potential major league players. He had heard through the grapevine about an 18-year-old named George who was part of a traveling team for St. Mary's Industrial and was a dominant pitcher in his league. After George was scouted by the Orioles, it wasn't long before he was signed to play. In order for him to play with the team, however, Jack Dunn needed to sign for him and become his legal guardian. At the time, it was required for a minor to have a legal guardian until the age of 21. And so, George became a Baltimore Oriole, with Jack Dunn as his trustee. 
given that George had spent most of his formative years, from age 7 to age 18, behind the protective walls of St. Mary's. It was at first overwhelming for George to suddenly be on the outside in the real world. As such, and as the youngest member of the Orioles team, he tended to tag along with his new guardian, Dunn. One of the older players saw George tagging along behind Dunn and said to his pals one day, Hey, there's Jack's babe. And another asked what his last name was. It's Ruth, I think, answered the first. And the name, Babe Ruth, stuck from that day on. George Herman Babe Ruth soon advanced in the world of baseball and headed for Boston, then New York, where he played for 22 years, setting the record for home runs that held until 1974 when Hank Aaron finally broke it. When Baltimore built the new Camden Yard Stadium, one of the surveyors, who was a baseball fan, did some checking and found that George had been born just a long fly ball from Camden Yards in a row house on Emory Street. So when they built the new stadium, they painted footprints from the stadium to his birthplace, which is now a museum. In 1994, Baltimore wanted to honor the babe and appointed a sculptor artist named Susan Lewery, who was Baltimore-born and educated at the Maryland Institute of Art. She was hired to build a statue in Babe's memory, and she did a bang-up job with a 16-foot-high statue showing a young Babe Ruth looking out from the stadium over Baltimore, and it's a beauty. It was placed in Camden Yards on Ruth's 100th birthday in 1995. It's located at West Camden Street and South Utah and available for all to see and enjoy, and for us to remember that all it takes is a dream. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Stories for the Road. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and this is our story. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.